0: The ring passed to Isildur, who had this one chance to destroy evil forever. But the hearts of men are easily corrupted, and the ring of power has a will of its own. It betrayed Isildur to his death. And some things that should not have been forgotten were lost. History became legend, legend became myth. And for two and a half thousand years, the ring passed out of all knowledge until when chance came the ring ensnared a new bearer galadriel the lord of the rings you're listening to writing roots brought to you by aspen house publishing
1: welcome to writing roots i'm lee hold and i'm Lee today we're covering one of my favorites to wrap out the end of pillar two characters These are the characters that are so much fun to write and I feel like a very underutilized tool in storytelling, especially recently.
0: These characters are inanimate, insubstantial things, but they have personalities. They have wills like the
1: One Ring that has a will of its own that can ensnare bearers. The One Ring is a great example of something that is influencing the scene it is a character in the scene even though it can't walk up to sam and go hey why don't you put me on your finger i did finger guns during that
0: (laughs) it was beautiful the ring is throughout the movies throughout the books consistently referred to as a thing that has its own will a thing that can tempt a thing that wants to be found It has a personality, and it can only be subject to one person, the Lord of the Ring, Sauron, its creator.
1: Another example, this one is especially one of my favorites in comedies, or to add a comedic moment, is when technology has a personality. I swear, every printer I meet hates me. That's just how it is. I am great with computers, I'm great with microphones, I'm good with soundboards. Printers and I, we have this to-the-death battle. (laughs) Technology having personality.
0: Another example you see in fiction is The Force in Star Wars, where it is referred to as having a will, having desires, and directing people to do things, such as directing Ahsoka to finding taking and purifying some crystals
1: to turn lightsabers white. May the force be with you. In order for that phrase to make any sense, the force has to have a will of its own. There was also a miniseries a thousand years ago, but it stuck on my brain because it was fascinating. And it was called The Lost Room. This was right after the TV show Heroes came out and superpowers started becoming a thing. In The Lost Room, these random everyday trinkets, these objects, got superpowers so whoever wielded the scissors of doom could reverse gravity and these kinds of things. Even though they don't necessarily have a will of their own, they are an inanimate object that influenced the characters in this scene. These objects that
0: can be a character of their own will serve specific purposes. In one of the most common cases, like Lee had mentioned with technology, it serves as a comedic relief, a moment to laugh. You look at Harry Potter with Ron when he broke his wand. It provided funny moments such as burping up slugs. And all of the wands in that are shown to have a mind of their own. The wand chooses the wizard.
1: Another common trope you're going to see and common way that the inanimate object is used is as a secret ingredient. This comes with it being a fairly innocuous or difficult to pin down item. So at the last minute, it becomes the secret ingredients that can help tip the scales on behalf of your hero.
0: A good consideration for this is something like Anakin learning how to fully wield the force. And of course, you can't talk about inanimate objects without thinking of their role as destiny, as the will of the gods. This is where the Force fits in, this is where even the One Ring can fit in. Because it's deciding a destiny for the characters who encounter it.
1: In the book I have releasing in the next few weeks, Magic will like certain characters and hate other characters. Magic is this big, ethereal thing that has a personality. Common traits that go
0: along with objects with personalities, objects as characters, is that they will often have a purely psychological effect. Because they are inanimate, they cannot actively influence a story in a physical way. However, the one ring eats away at the bearer's control and eventually tricks them into using the ring so that it can gain more power and it can be found by its maker.
1: Another common trait you'll find is that the object, whatever it is, has adopted the personality of its creator. This is if it's a unique object versus if it's something fairly commonplace like the force. In the case of the One Ring, the One Ring and Sauron align really well because they have a very similar personality. One is a manifestation of the other's power.
0: And this idea also lends itself really well to being part of the backstory, being part of the prologue. Again, very well represented, especially in the Lord of the Rings movies, where we get this look at the backstory of the creation of the ring, its progression through Isildur and then to Gollum and then eventually to Bilbo. Also consider that these objects tend to be very fickle, very choosy. It picks certain people that it likes, that it wants to help or wants
1: to corrupt. So, when the wand chooses the wizard, the wand, at least in Ollivander's point of view, has a personality. If someone uses the wrong wand, it might do some things, but it won't do everything, especially to the amount of power that it could.
0: And of course, if you consider the common trope, the chosen one, it is an inanimate object choosing the one. It's a cosmic force that has a personality that has a desire and goals of its own that is choosing the
1: one. So if you find yourself using the words, it likes you, then there's a good chance that this trope applies because it as a thing has a will, has a desire. It likes so-and-so.
0: And then, of course, it needs to have a purpose besides just existing and influencing. Likely, it has a power that no one
1: else can do. The One Ring grants invisibility. Some of your archetypes we've mentioned, but this is an interesting way of sorting and figuring out how to use it in your story. The first one is that cosmic entity. Magic, the Force, Destiny.
0: The ship's computer is another common archetype. You look at Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy where their ship has a very defined personality and
1: it is a personality. I recently watched Galaxy Quest for the first time, like, since it came out. And the female lead's role in the story is to basically echo whatever the computer is saying and then whatever anyone wants to say to the computer, they have to say to her to say to the computer because the computer itself just won't answer the captain because who's the captain? I wanna listen to her.
0: And you will also commonly see these items, if it is not a cosmic entity, it is going to be a trinket, a common everyday item that no one is going to suspect of being valuable, of being this powerful thing. So
1: the purpose of having one of these in your story is to have a subtle influence on what's happening. We start to see the corruption in Frodo. Without the One Ring as part of it, if it was just the MacGuffin to carry and destroy the thing that doesn't do anything, then Frodo's journey would not be nearly as interesting. And within that, the fact that it's an unsuspecting object is what makes it powerful. That's why it's a favorite for the secret ingredient role. Also keep in mind that even though it has a will,
0: it is not going to be taking a point of view role in your story. The writing very rarely will be from the ring's point of view or from the force's point of view. We see this object through the eyes of the other characters because that object
1: has very limited influence on the story itself. That would be like watching the scene through a security camera. It's just not interesting because we can't engage with the characters that are actually able to do something in the scene. We can't root for it to fly off of someone's hand and into someone else's.
0: Of course, it is also very common role for these objects to be the source of conflict. You have the One Ring. That's the source of the whole goal of the journey. You have the Force and the balance that's supposed to be had in the Force. That's the source of the conflict between the Sith
1: and the Jedi. I would like to advise you against making it either a MacGuffin or a deus ex machina, though. And the difference between a secret ingredient and a deus ex machina is if we can go back and see the foreshadowing and it having an effect eventually. The MacGuffin, of course, just being this object that exists that doesn't have any influence on the story, but everyone's fighting over it anyway
0: if you want to include an inanimate object as a character they are going to have a key but subtle role it can be represented in a lot of different ways it's up to you to decide how involved and how central to the story you want that to be do you want it to be the one ring where the whole point of the story revolves around the one ring Or do you want to be the ship's computer that is just snarky and annoying and only wants to listen to one person because her voice is nice?
1: However you choose to have this character in there, make it have its own personality. It'll have its own backstory. It'll have its own desires and wills. And therefore, it can still influence your story in a fascinating way. And when you are having fun with this character, your readers will absolutely love this character. But you can only do that if you write selfishly.
0: If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingrootsataspenhousepublishing.com
1: or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing.